Hello, church, and welcome to the FUMC Borough Podcast. My name is Ben Shaw. I am the Director of Modern Worship and Media here at the church. This week, our senior pastor, Drew Shelley, brings us a sermon entitled, John the Baptist, the Messenger of the Best Gift. This is the second week in our Advent series, uh, and he will be preaching from the book of Mark, chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. We appreciate you joining us here on the podcast. We would also love for you to join us this coming Sunday at 8.30 a.m. for Modern Worship or 10.30 a.m. for Traditional Worship. Both of those services are offered virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube, or in person. Head on over to fumcm.org for more information about our safety protocols if you choose to join us in person. We are so glad that you have chosen to be in ministry here with us at First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we pray that we can all live into our mission of growing disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. So glad to be with you on this second Sunday of Advent. Our gospel reading is from Mark's gospel, the first chapter, the first through the eighth verses. Let's pray together before we hear these words. And as we pray, I would invite you to remember and to think about the folks who are gathered in their living rooms, at work, who are gathered in the sanctuary or in the Family Life Center, who are experiencing worship together. Uh, We are experiencing worship together, maybe not in the way that we are most accustomed to, but we're still the family of God gathered on this second Sunday of Advent to worship. So let's pray together. Oh God, open our hearts and minds to your Holy Spirit at work in us and around us. Bind us together in this season of apartness. Keep us faithful to your call to love, to serve, to grow, to follow. Help us, oh God, as we seek to do that in this season of pandemic Give us courage and boldness in our work. Keep us full of love and full of hope this Advent season. We turn our hearts now to your word and trust that you speak to us again as you always do. In the name of Jesus, amen. Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for the people of God, and so we say, Thanks be to God. We continue our journey through this 
Advent season, anticipating the birth of Jesus. Looking forward to hearing the story again on Christmas Eve. We are ready for silent night and candlelight, and we're going to have that on Christmas Eve, 2, 4, 7, and 11, right here in the sanctuary. The sanctuary here is already so beautiful. Our stockings are hung by the chimney with care, and we wait with joy in our hearts. Then Mark takes us to a strange place, doesn't he? His account of things starts out, starts, starts out very differently from Luke or Matthew, two others who wrote to capture the story of Jesus. Mark writes simply, the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There's a whole lot in that little sentence. This is good news about someone called Jesus, which is the Greek spelling of a Hebrew name, Yeshua, which means God saves. Yeshua, Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. It is a bold claim to make about some fellow with a, actually a very common name, Jesus. He, Mark makes an even bolder claim. This is the good news of the Son of God. With those few words, Mark tells us everything we need to know to understand his story. Mark believes, Mark knows this Jesus is the one. This Jesus is God's gift to the world. And yet, Mark doesn't start with the birth of Jesus. It seems like he ought to, but he gives us no genealogy, no manger, no angels singing, not even wise persons, nor cattle lowing. Instead, he takes us to a very strange place for good news, doesn't he? He quotes from the prophet Isaiah, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Mark sets us down in the wilderness for this good news. Uh, Who's been to the wilderness? Have you been to the wilderness? I'm not talking about the cedars of Lebanon State Park or Rockvale or Las Casas or even Eagleville. No, no, the wilderness is that place where wild beasts roam, where there is desolation, hopelessness, pain, heartache, struggle, endless toil and worry just to survive, Mark sets us down in the wilderness. The wilderness, that is having to decide to take a week off from radiation or chemo just so you can have a nice Christmas day. It's having to put your children's names on the angel tree. Thank God we have the angel tree, but none of us wants to need it. As much as we say there is no shame there, it still is the wilderness for many families. Things work differently in the wilderness. Mama and daddy might be separated, might be divorced, might not. We don't know. They can't agree on who gets Christmas morning with the kids and who gets Christmas Eve. Uh, Somehow that sucks the joy out of what should have been a good day and a beautiful season. Wilderness, that is looking around the table with loved ones missing. It's bad enough when they're gone because they died of old age. But what about all of us who look down the driveway on Christmas Day, hoping that that little girl, that little boy, now 20, 30, 40 years old, will somehow find themselves set free from their horrible addiction and come wandering home just in time to open a present you've hidden in the closet just in case that Christmas miracle actually happens. Things are just different in the wilderness. There is no map, no compass, There's often no place to stop and ask for directions. 
Mark sets us down in the wilderness to hear this good news. And he introduces us not to Jesus, but to John the Baptist, who looks just like an Old Testament prophet. He's dressed in camel hair. He's eating locusts. He's drinking honey. And he's preaching an old-fashioned baptism of repentance and the forgiveness of sins. People come streaming out of the comfortable cities and towns to be baptized by John, to listen to his preaching, to confess their sins, and to claim a new way of life. Why would they leave their perfect lives and their elegant neighborhoods to trundle out into the wilderness? Maybe things weren't as perfect for them as they looked. Maybe they were in the wilderness too, even though we thought they had it all together. It seems like we ought to remember that about each other, doesn't it? John's preaching must have been something. People were so impressed by him that they thought he was the Messiah John has to correct them. No, no, the one who is more powerful than I is coming. I am not worthy to untie his shoes. It's not about me. I baptize with plain water, but this one who is coming will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I went looking to try and understand John's preaching at a deeper level, and I found it in Luke's gospel, chapter 1. John's daddy made this proclamation when his son John was born. He said, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins, by the tender mercy of our God. The dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the way of peace. Oh my goodness, what What beautiful news, what beautiful good news, so beautiful that these people were moved to turn away from the empty way of life that had long been so familiar and to turn and face this new thing God was doing. They were hungry for something better. The waters of baptism brought a hope that things could and would be better, so much so that they would lay down their pride and listen to this wilderness preacher, John the Baptist. Where is John the Baptist today? So many people, so many of us wander in the wilderness. It seems like the whole world is furiously bashing its head against the wall of life, ravaging the wilderness, trying to find a glimmer of hope and just a sliver of something upon which we can actually depend for meaning and purpose and direction. Where is John the Baptist, who will say to our broken world, by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high has already broken upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Who will say that? Who will point people to Jesus, the one who is coming? Who will do all of that? You, you will do all of that. The real joy of Christmas is best found in the wilderness. Somehow in pointing people to hope, we find Jesus in our hearts all over again. And then we share it together. That is the greatest Christmas gift ever. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 
Where does it all begin? In the wilderness. Thank goodness. Those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Thanks be to God. Amen.